0: For the title, good. good snap. The hold is down. It's long enough. It is good! Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Matic. Today's guest was an outstanding sprinter, a nine time state champion. He's tied with five others with the most individual gold medals in one year, with four. And he's tied with just one other on having the most individual gold medal awards in a career, with eight. A two-time state champ in the 100-meter dash, once in the 200, plus he played football and hockey. And after high school, went to North Dakota State. And after 20 years, he hasn't given up hitting the road. He's Aberdeen Central's Tony Schwan. Tony, welcome to InPlay. Thank you, Craig. Honored to be here. Hey, by the way, uh, congratulations. You're being inducted into the Aberdeen Central Sports Hall of Fame this year. Way to go.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, thank you. It means a lot, you know. Um, me and my teammates, we uh, we gave a lot for those Central teams, and uh, I feel honestly like I'm just representing them. So.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned you played football and hockey. Um, I know you were a pretty good football player for the Golden Eagles, but I'm not so sure I know much about this hockey thing. How did that hockey career go? It
1: went all right. It was with the Aberdeen Cougars, uh, which, you know, is not affiliated with the school Aberdeen Central. Uh I actually kind of enjoyed hockey the most, you know, because when I played football, I was always getting hit. (laughs) <laughs> being the running back in hockey, I played defense, so I could actually do a little hitting myself, but so it was fun.
0: What, was hockey a part of your whole high school career, or was it before high school? Yeah. How long did you play um, hockey?
1: So I started in fifth grade up all the way through uh, high school. Mm-hmm.
0: Didn't uh, consider hockey being something you could maybe advance your career on later on? Uh, no,
1: no, <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I was good enough to go to the next level for
0: hockey. Wow. You, but you're playing football in the fall. You're playing hockey in the winter. You got track in the spring. You didn't have much time off uh, with sports in high school.
1: No, I I really had none. I actually, as I went up through high school, I played so many sports that I had to dwindle it down to three. So that's kind of occupied my time. Uh, but, yeah, I...
0: Was it a big time sports family with the uh, mom and dad and the siblings uh, at all?
1: You know, not really. I had a sister. Um, she did dance, uh, and then she went on to dance for the UND uh, Fighting Sioux up there. She actually danced for their hockey team.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: and then myself and my dad—he uh, was an athlete actually back in high school down in Arizona as a pole vaulter. I'll have to give a shout out to him. He still holds the school pole vault record because the school will no longer exist. So I don't think it's are going to be broken. So he's always got that one over me. And, uh, he did a little vaulting in college at Northern state here. And, uh, my mom, uh, really wasn't into that, so I was really kind of the one that kept them all busy as far as, you know, running them around to practices all right.
0: year Yeah, you, you needed the mom to do that. No doubt about yep. it. Yep. You know, in football, Aberdeen Central did make it to the double-A football championship game. That was in 2000. Played your ESD rival Brookings in the final. Of course, lo- lost the game 21-14. Uh, do you remember anything about that game? How much you were involved with it?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I remember that. Um, I remember scoring a touchdown, but apparently it wasn't enough. He just reminded <laughs> me of the score. So <laughs> probably should have scored a
0: few more. How important was football to you? Um... It it
1: was very important. Uh, When I went off to college, I had to kind of choose which one I was going to do. And uh, I ended up choosing track um, over football mainly so I could just have more time, I felt, to focus on my engineering degree. But it it was a hard choice.
0: Hmm. What did you like the most about football? Um, Let's see. I I like
1: the team aspect of it. Um, I'm actually more of a team guy. I like playing on team sports, even though track's really kind of an individual thing. But mm-hmm. our coach kind of had it in our head, of uh, what we had to do for the team, even for track. So football was fun. You know, you're out there with the guys, and you got to do your part, and everybody does their part, and it ends up usually in a good success.
0: So. Well, it had been a long time since Aberdeen Central had been to a, a state football championship game. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Do you know when it was? It it, it was.
1: <laughs> you probably know.
0: It was. It was a long time. All I uh, I do know that Aberdeen Central uh, made it back uh, to the championship just a couple of years later too. So uh, yeah,
1: yeah, they did. They had a they had a good group. Those kids. I think they were two years below me with like Taylor Melhoff and Brian Jark and Todd Lamont and them.
0: Yes. Well, Brian Jarck, one of your competitors, when it came to track, I mean, you, you had your biggest uh, when it came to track. Some of your toughest competition were, were some of your teammates.
1: Yeah, I think from what I remember, John I Ford. There, there was John
0: Ford. There was three of us. Cody Axle, right? Yep, yep. Cody. <laughs> so that that had to be kind of fun, knowing that you had you had three teammates that were really pushing you when it came to track. Yeah, I did. We had a lot of depth.
1: Now that I look back on it, now it was kind of crazy how much depth we had. We could um, pretty much rotate six or seven guys in and out of the four by one and four by two and still have you know the best team on on paper, which is crazy. A lot of schools, you know, have a hard time fielding one team, but we could I mean, we could rotate multiple teams out and still be competitive.
0: Tony, you saw success in track. When was it decided, though, that you were going to be a sprinter rather than maybe uh, one of those longer races, you know, maybe the 400 or the 800 or the mile?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) sprinting kind of came naturally through um, my younger years of playing soccer. I was always a striker. And so, you know, when you're young, there's not much soccer tactics. It's more or less kick a through ball and let the fast guy go get it, and that's kind of what I did. But when I got up to running actual track, um, I actually almost did not become a sprinter. Uh, even though I was never good at the long distance, I actually got interested in pole vault. And eighth and ninth grade, I was getting into pole vaults. And then um, <laughs> Coach Tooth came over to me and said they needed me for the team for four running events. So uh, that was the end of my vaulting career. and I became a sprinter full time. <laughs>
0: I'll brag a little bit when I was in high school and that was a long time ago. I, I did try the pole vault too, but back then, uh, back in the seventies, uh, the poles never bent. I thought they were the, the back axle of a Ford. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they just never, never bent. And I just wasn't good enough to do that. Uh, but so how long did you uh, go with the pole vault?
1: You know, I only vaulted for two years when I started track in junior high, which was eighth grade and um, ninth grade. Uh, and I was just starting to get good at it, and I kind of liked it. But uh, I needed to be in four running events. And in South Dakota, as you know, in high school, you, you're only allowed to qualify for four events at state.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh.
1: So that's, that's what I did. And I yeah. never went back to the vaulting pit.
0: <laughs> well, you think you, back on your sophomore year, of course the year after you quit pole vaulting, um, your sophomore year in track, you're at the state track meet, and you qualified in the 100-meter dash. You play sixth, you clocked 11.38. What was it like, what were you going through at that time as a 10th grader at the state track meet in the finals?
1: Uh, What was I going through? Just not to jump, (laughs) not to jump the gun and get disqualified because I was like, oh, man, I know my team needs some points. Just don't jump, just don't jump the gun. So, uh Eventually, I got over that mentality. But as a 10th grader, yeah, that's kind of all I was thinking. Is just don't jump out of the blocks and get DQ'd.
0: You play six. Of course, you were going up against a lot of upperclassmen. Uh, I think it was an Ovenden from Sioux Falls Roosevelt that won that year. Yeah. Uh, but you, And you did not make the finals in the 200 that year. What were you thinking about track at that time? Was there nervousness or was there some confidence knowing that you had a chance to be competitive with those as a sophomore? Um,
1: I knew I could kind of get better. I didn't put a lot of time into it as a ninth and 10th grader. I was just like, okay, if I, you know, get rid of some of these other sports, I'm getting run around to all the time and focus, you know, just on track in the spring, I can probably, you know, get up there and actually compete in the finals for podiums. So that's kind of what I was thinking after my sophomore year, like, well, this is a little more than just some soccer speed to go catch a soccer ball that kicked down the field. Yeah. Right. So, my junior year is when I really started to take it, I'll say, seriously.
0: So, what happened to that junior year at the state track meet in the 100? Oh,
1: what happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I won, from what I remember. <laughs> and you qualified Apparently,
0: qualified for the 200 as well? I did. Yeah.
1: I don't know what I got there. I, did I finish second or I didn't win? No. Second or
0: third or something? What did I get? Uh, you oh, know, man, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't have those I tried finding oh. your junior year. Uh, I couldn't find where you finished uh, really? in the 200 that year. I could Jeez. I found uh, 2000 and uh, 2002, but uh, 2001 there's a, a little blemish out there somewhere. I wonder where
1: it went. I think, um, from what I remember, um, the kid from Rapid City Stevens won. I think his name was Ryan Svenston.
0: Yes. Yeah, that, I remember that Did name. Did that ring a bell? Yep, yep.
1: But I can't remember if I finished <laughs> second or third behind him. That's what I don't remember.
0: But again, you were well, competing. I was hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you were competing against upper graders uh, yes. as well. And, you know, knowing that you competed against upper graders your sophomore and junior year, In the 100 and the 200, you know, how did you prepare for your senior year knowing that you were going to have a pretty good chance to have a pretty good senior year?
1: Well, we knew, I believe, our second, our junior year, I believe in the team, we took second place in the points behind Stevens. Our entire class kind of knew, like, okay, we just got to come back and do our part and we will rack up the points and take the team title. So our focus our senior year was really the team title and you do your part and we will win the team title, you know, with our depth, uh, by a lot. And from, my remember, I believe we executed and scored quite a few points over the second place team. But
0: mm-hmm. so my
1: senior was okay. I got to do my part. Um, uh, got it. I'm in four events. I got to get 40 points. And that was the mentality.
0: You guys uh, scored 125 points to rapid city central's 96 and a half. So you did very well prior to the state track though, or, or the track season, your senior year, what were some of the other coaches thinking when you're involved with football and other sports? They didn't want you to get hurt at all for, no, for the
1: track. No, they didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, they didn't mind the football or the hockey too much. Cause I still, even at the end of hockey season, I was actually doing two practices, going to indoor track practice and then going to hockey practice that night. But Um, the hurt thing, that's actually what made me pull out of soccer at age 16 was, uh, (laughs) I had I broke my hand, I believe my freshman year and actually ran track that year, uh, with like a splint on my arm. And so that was, you know, pretty much the end. They're like, you need to focus on track. And that was the end of my soccer career.
0: Was that the most serious injury you had to overcome in your high school career?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I'd say injury in my high school career. I was pretty lucky. I didn't have any real injuries. Um, I had shin splints a lot, but just went in the ice bath and seemed to take care of it. But <laughs> I was pretty fortunate.
0: Let's uh, focus on your senior year. You win four individual gold medals at the state track meet. It's in Sioux Falls. It's 2002. And some of your toughest competition that year in the 100 and the 200 came from your teammates, John Ford, Cody Axelin, Brian Jark. What were those practices like with those three guys pushing you?
1: Um, You know, they were pretty intense as far as technique would go. Uh, like I said, we could rotate pretty much anyone in and out of the 4x1, 4x2, and still have one of the top teams in the state. So it was, we knew Full truth was watching our handoffs, and uh, if you didn't execute in practice, you weren't on the relay team in the meet because that was that. So we, we worked on handoffs a ton, I'd say more than
0: anybody. Senior year, state track meet, 100-meter dash. You're the number one seed. I think you had the best time that year. It was a 10-7. Also in the finals that year was Ford and Jark. You had Simon Dantzler, Sioux Falls, Washington. Cody English of Stevens, Josh Olson of Watertown, and David Fields of Sturgis. What was going through your mind during qualifying and preparing for the finals against those guys?
1: Uh, During qualifying, it was more just execute parts of the race uh, without expending too much energy or risking injury. I kind of listened to Coach Tooth on that. Um, He was pretty good about i say preparing us for what mattered, which is the finals and not prelims or, you know, stuff that doesn't matter that can just increase your risk. So I was just focused on what Coach Ruth told me. And when I got to the finals, I was – I knew I could get out faster than anybody else. I was like, I just got to get out and then hold it, and I'll be fine. So that's what I did.
0: Yeah, you won the 100, time of 10.83. You beat your teammate John Ford by about, what, half a second? In that race, yeah, I, I, I don't know. probably. <laughs> well, he was behind you, but uh, yeah. really close uh, behind you. <laughs> um, by the way, um, you ran 10.83 eight three uh, in the hundred. You ran ten seven. The state track record now in the hundred. Matthew Stahl of Sioux Falls, Washington, his time's now ten point four nine. Wow! In the hundred, these kids are getting fast. That was set back in in twenty twenty one. What about the blocks? Some some guys have a hard time getting comfortable in the blocks when you're sprinting in the hundred or the two hundred. How comfortable were you, and how long did it take you to feel comfortable in those blocks?
1: Um. So me, I kind of had a good block start, and it came kind of from my hockey background. Uh, I was in hockey. You got a go from zero to a hundred pretty quick and just accelerate to the boards or to the corner and wherever you got to go. So I could just go from zero to, you know, fast right away. And it had to come from, I'll say a lot of hockey training. Mm. Um, so that's how I got my block started. And then coach who's had to fix my running form. My, my sprint form isn't really that good. <laughs> I had a little, that hockey start kind of went a little too far down the track, but
0: who straightened me out? Hmm. So uh, hockey had an influence uh, in your track career.
1: It did. I'll say, yeah, definitely with the start. Um, We had to correct the form as we got past the drive phase, but it definitely (laughs) got me out of the blocks pretty quick.
0: How about football? What did track do to you for football?
1: Uh, Kept me in shape (laughs) and got me ready for those, you know, (laughs) those gassers you got to run at the end of practice.
0: (laughs) So you win the 100-meter dash your senior year, and you win the gold medal in that then in the 200-meter dash is a little bit later in the track meet. Again, you're the number one seed. You had the state's fastest time that year at uh, 22.2. And so in the finals, you got, again, two teammates lined up there ready to go. You got Cody Axelin and, and John Ford. Then you had Washington's Simon Dansler again. O'Gorman had Tyler Bartling. Stevens had Jordan McCaskill. Spearfish had Casey Jeffrey and Lucas Glazeman of Watertown. What did you know about those guys? I would assume you, you saw them all season. Yeah,
1: uh, I kind of knew my competition from the 100 would carry over to the 200. Um, that event was a little tougher for me. Uh, you, you had to hold your speed a little longer, so the hockey start really didn't help you too much. But I could just, as long as I, my goal there was to get off the curve, I was a pretty good curve runner. And get off the curve ahead of them, and that'll apply pressure on the rest of them. And hopefully, their phone will break down, and they'll decelerate slower. <laughs> and I'm decelerating in the last hundred.
0: So you win the two hundred. Your time was twenty-two point one seven. I I think that was your best time of the year.
1: Uh Do you for remember? that year it was. I think yeah, in my junior year, I, I, I ran twenty-one nine something at conferences. But yeah, that was my best um, time for my senior year in the two hundred.
0: By the way, the state track meet record now in the two hundred. Jacob Hyde, St. Thomas Moore, back in two thousand nineteen, ran twenty one fifty one. Oh wow! <laughs> but you were a trendsetter. See, see what, see what you <laughs> said. <laughs> what you said? They
1: they far exceeded what I've done.
0: <laughs> that day um, in the 100 and 200, was it a good running day? Was it? Was it a cold day or was it a hot day? I'm trying to remember. You know,
1: it, it was good. I I, really, I don't know what it is about now compared to 20 years ago but I always remember track meets being hot like I would have to hide from the sun hot and now it seems like we can't get over winter so I don't know what <laughs> what's going on but so it was hot it was a little windy um usually on the 200 you kind of had a crosswind at Howard Wood I don't know how they got the track formed now with the bleachers but I remember it was at kind of a little angle it wasn't straight um to north south or east west but
0: you win the 200, and you win the gold medal in that one your senior year. And to really no surprise, and you mentioned it earlier, that Aberdeen Central, you won the boys' track title that year in 2002. But, of course, you got the top two relays, the 4x1 and the 4x2. You won gold medals with those as well. And I tell you what, you guys were stacked in the relays. <laughs> How did your coach even figure out who was going to run with all the talent you had uh, amongst all the sprinters?
1: Well, he had to basically take people out and put them in other events because we were so deep with athletes, just athletes, that he had to take people out that actually probably just by pure speed should have been on a 4 by one 4 by 2 but he needed them to score points in like the long jump or the triple jump. Uh, so that's kind of how Coach planned it. Is however we can maximize the team points.
0: Well, you he he was right. He had you anchor both. <laughs> the yeah, four yeah, by one and the four I, by with, with,
1: with my teammates, my job wasn't too tough. You know, just grab the
0: baton and don't give up the lead. <laughs> did uh, you ever get the baton behind in the four by one? I, I
1: think I think one time I did.
0: Uh, I remember
1: that because I don't know what it was at. It might have been Howard Wood. But I was behind uh, O'Gorman, and I don't know why or how that happened, but that was – I had to reel him in, but we did.
0: You were chosen the Class AA Boys MVP that senior year. Special day for you, uh, Tony. And, of course, you, what were you thinking standing on that award stand that day in Sioux Falls?
1: Um, you know, we just – we were all there, and we just felt like we – executed our plan to the T and so we were just it was more like a business-like attitude like this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it and now we've done it so I don't know we weren't really jumping for joy or anything like that or popping champagne
0: bottles but you guys are pretty confident
1: we we were confident that's for sure and we had a we had a plan and our we just had to execute it
0: Tony, you went to uh, North Dakota State after graduation. Uh, you ran track there. But I know you wanted to get into engineering. Were there other schools, yeah. though, that you considered maybe to run track?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, the, the final three, I guess, and they're all different, uh, was Brown over in the Ivy League. And then um, I got nominated to actually go to West Point Military Academy. Uh, and then North Dakota State, so those were kind of my final three after, you know, looking at offers my senior year for track, and uh, I chose NDSU, you know, just because I like the Midwest, um, didn't really want to leave too far, and uh, their engineering degree, and I could run track, so I, I guess I checked the box in all three of those wow. things, so that's why I chose North Dakota State, and Don Larson's a pretty convincing recruiter, so... <laughs>
0: Well, at NDSU, you know, you're running the indoor and outdoor season. You're running like the 55 and the 60 meter races, the the 200. How big of a change was it moving to the college level and in track, especially the the indoor season?
1: Um, it's a, it's a big change because uh, the hours you got to put in. So it's not only every day on the track all year round, almost. Uh, But you're also after track practice in the weight room, and then if you're not in the weight room, you're in the training room, you know, getting work done. So the amount of hours you got to dedicate to a college, you know, sport compared to high school is almost double or triple,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: probably more nowadays. But
0: now you did—that's
1: the biggest change.
0: Yeah, the number of hours put in, absolutely. Yeah, Um, you did get to run in Sioux Falls at Howard Wood Track again while at. North Dakota State. What was that like, running uh, at that old track again uh, that you had run a few times while you were down? That was, that
1: was kind of fun because I was pretty fortunate in college. I, I ran uh, on the relay team with two All-Americans and two Hall of Famers up at the NDSU, Marcus Johnson Alan Burrell. And I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, I think Alan Burrell still has the Howard Wood 100 and 200 collegiate records. Um, so I was on his team for that meet, and... It was kind of fun back then racing locally against USD and SDSU and the four-by-one, so.
0: Well, you know, uh, the colleges don't run at Howard Wood anymore uh, for yeah, the Howard I know, Wood I Dakota that. Relays, uh, mainly because of uh, their conference meets are so close. That's too yeah. bad. It well, was different back then, but. Overall, how would you compare your track career in college?
1: You know, I liked it. I got a run with a bunch of really, really fast guys um, and gals, too, that, and a few of them ended up going on pro. Some people I ran with, uh, you know, got tried out for the Olympics and stuff. So it was pretty cool. And, you know, at NDSU, we were pretty fortunate of flying around to big meets. So, you know, every other weekend you get to fly and run down to the Miami relays, and oh. Texas relays. And oh, stuff, so it was, nice. It was a pretty cool experience. And, <laughs> so you get to ran against these guys and compete against these guys. And, so.
0: You majored in manufacturing engineering. What is that? Help me out. (laughs) uh, It's
1: the engineering, you know, where you got to make stuff. We actually got to make something. So I got a job. We, you know, had some factories here in Aberdeen. I always wanted to come back to Aberdeen. So I worked at Hub City Incorporated, which is a manufacturing plant uh, that shut down now. But we made gearboxes is what we did, designed and built gears. So that's the engineering I went into um, because I knew I kind of wanted to get a, a job in Aberdeen. And we had... Quite a bit of manufacturing options here. So,
0: so when did uh, when did the family start? Right out of college, I'd say. Mm-hmm.
1: Within a few years, um, got married. I went to high school with my wife, Caitlin Schwann. Uh, her maiden name was Rot. Uh, but she actually lives over at Mino Lake, or did live at Mino Lake, but we both went to Central together. But believe it or not, she actually went to school up at UND. So oh, oh, I'm kind of outnumbered, actually. She's wow. UND. My sister's UND, and my brother-in-law <laughs> is UND. So they got maybe three to one.
0: Uh, so when UND but, and NDSU are playing against each other, it's quite the household, uh, at least for yeah, that particular yeah, I get, game. I get to hear about it.
1: <laughs> I also hear how good their hockey team is. Oh
0: yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, how many uh, football championships have they won? That's they, right. Come that's with right. <laughs> they don't want to talk about that. You have two daughters and a son. Um, how involved are they in in any sports right now?
1: Um, you know, they're they're just bouncing around. I, I try to keep them as active as I can in any sports. So, like my son, he's in taekwondo now. He's also taking swimming lessons. And then my daughter will start softball coming up here soon. Uh, and my other daughters in dance uh, right now. So I just try to, you know, keep them active with something. Um,
0: you have not, though, really hung up your running shoes. I understand that uh, you've been involved with several state and national triathlons. Is that true?
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, when did um, that start? Actually, <laughs> it started in 2009. Um, and, God, if, if someone's hearing this now that knew me 20 years ago, they wouldn't believe it because I was a sprinter sprinter, which means I didn't even like doing the warm-up lap, you know, the, the half-mile warm-up you had to do. So now I run for miles and miles and miles. So I started in 09. There was a local triathlon here in Aberdeen uh, called the Wolf's Tri, uh that they put on to raise money. And I just fell in love with it, even though I'm actually not a very good endurance athlete, you know, believe it or not, all those years of sprinting. Uh, so I got into that. And now I just, that's kind of my hobby is uh, swimming, biking, and running.
0: So what happens in those triathlons? Uh, explain the distances you're dealing in a triathlon.
1: Oh, got it. Well, it's like a local one. They usually call them sprint tries, you know, so you'll swim, usually a quarter mile to a half mile, get out, uh, get on a bike as fast as you can, and bike anywhere between the distance of 12 miles and 24 miles, and then get off and run either a 5k or a 10k. Um, but now I'm starting to get into the lot longer distances, the Ironman, uh, which is a whole nother ballgame, a lot more training. And those are you swim 2.4 miles, you get off out of the water, onto a bike for 112, Uh, and then off the 112 bike to a 26.2 marathon.
0: There's a lot of training that goes along with that. (laughs) Um, Have you had any coaching advice now that you've gotten into these triathlons?
1: I've gotten a lot of advice from people. Um, I actually do have a coach. He doesn't live here, but he kind of sets my training plan. No, it's just kind of like high school. All I got to do is execute. He tells me what to do and just do
0: it. So you're swimming, running, and or biking before you go to work, or it's, it's all after work? <laughs> um, both. I'll say it, it, <laughs> oh depend, it
1: depends on what coach loads me up for. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times I can get it in after work. Uh, sometimes I'll do before and after, uh, but usually if he's going to put a bunch of hours on for like a six or seven hour bike ride or something, he'll put that on the weekend.
0: Most memorable place you've uh, done a triathlon so far? Oh, God.
1: Um, I'd say Tempe, Arizona. I like that one the best. I'm actually going to go back there in November. Um, I'd say that one's the best. The other one would probably be at USA Nationals in Omaha. That was pretty fun, too. But I really like Arizona. So they got
0: good weather. What keeps you busy today? What are you doing? The plant
1: closed down, so now I work worked um, for Indian Health Services agency of the federal government as a facility engineer. So it's pretty cool. Um, work on uh, projects and designs for uh, hospitals.
0: Still in Aberdeen, life Still lifetime Aberdeen. Aberdeen Central Golden Eagle. Yeah. Are there any other athletic achievements that is on your bucket list?
1: Yeah. Um to qualify for Kona someday, which is the Ironman world championships. So that's kind of my vision. All right. Now I'm a long ways off, but I'll get there someday.
0: Is it surprise you that now after all these years, uh, even out of high school, that you're still active? I mean, it, it takes a lot to train, uh, for events and boy, you've taken it to the next level, it kind of surprised or where are you at today when it comes to your athletic ability?
1: Um, I'm surprised I'm doing endurance events and actually enjoying it. Um, uh, but, but I'm not surprised that I'm staying active. I always got, I just, I can't sit still and just, you know, not do something competitive. Uh, so I was eventually going to do something after my college career. I just didn't know what, and I ended up loving this. So this is kind of what I do now. I take it pretty seriously. Um, it's pretty much my full-time hobby after work, so. Well it's fun too. There's a lot of good triathletes in the state and you get to see them every month in the summer. And it's pretty cool.
0: And if you didn't get involved with track in high school, you probably wouldn't be doing what you're doing today, right?
1: No, probably not. Um, that kind of set the tone of, you know, level of expectations and what you can do and, you know, how to set a plan and execute it. But yeah, that's really kind of what got me started in anything running, um, Maybe I just went to an endurance event because I slowed down as I got older, so I just had to run (laughs) further. I don't know. That's probably what happened. I just don't want to admit it.
0: (laughs) Last one for you, Tony. Best advice you got from a coach at Aberdeen Central? Oh, man,
1: the best advice?
0: That's a hard one. Um, Could have been football. Could have been hockey. Could have been track and field.
1: um, Yeah, I I got a good one. A coach who, you know, sometimes we just (laughs) – you know, we get frustrated and drop the baton in practice and didn't execute. And all he'd, he'd just tell us, just be an athlete. And for some reason, that would just take the nerves away. And all of a sudden, you did it. It's like he just reminded you to just stop thinking, be an athlete. That's all he'd say, be an athlete. And then it would just somehow kick in a reflex. And all of a sudden, you you executed it after you were just getting done being frustrated, not executing it. I
0: got one more. One just came up. While you're doing the triathlon, whether yeah. you're doing the biking, the swimming or the running, what are you thinking about? What is going through your mind in those long distances? What are you thinking about? Uh,
1: so you, you actually got to be thinking about a lot. Um, nutrition. Nutrition is big. You have to be constantly taking in your fluids and eating your carbs. And uh, if you're not thinking about it and you're not doing it, you, you will pay for it. So you gotta. There's. It's really a fourth discipline, um, and you end up learning that sometimes the hard way by not finishing a race. But so I'm just constantly thinking about. You know, am I eating enough? Am I drinking enough? Am I pushing the right power? Is my heart rate too high? So it's, I'll say this: There's a lot more thinking than that, and there's. You know, ten seconds of
0: screaming.
1: <laughs> you really can't think at
0: all. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Programs such as this are only possible through the continued support of our listeners like you. For South Dakota Public Broadcasting, I'm Craig Maddox. Join us again on the next episode of In Play.